So this morning we are continuing in the sermon series that Dave talked about where we're looking at kind of some of the fundamentals um, of the Christian faith. And so this morning we're going to be looking at we believe in God our Father. So who is it that we know God to be? I'm sure many of us have have read through the scriptures uh, and we've read uh, areas where it reveals uh, aspects and nuances, as I like to put it, of God's character. And we may even be able to attest to these in our own lives too. It might be things such as comforter or healer or peace giver uh, and aspects like that. But can we see as well in scripture of how these character aspects of God actually run throughout from start to finish and beyond and that he is all of these at all times. And so this morning when I'm looking at the concept of God as Father, I'm wanting us to look at and see the running theme of the Father's heart and Father God throughout Scripture, right from Genesis through to Revelation. And this theme of God uh, as Father, I think, is also expansive. It goes into a concept of God as parent and also Uh, what I would like to term as the mother heart of God as well. And just a few uh, verses very quickly to put this into perspective. Um, In Deuteronomy 32, verse 18, it says, And you you forgot the God who gave you birth. It is using a maternal uh, image and aspect of God there. In Hosea 13, verse 8, I will fall upon them like a bear robbed of her cubs. Now, I don't know about you, but if you've ever seen a video of of a mum mummy bear who's not got her cubs with her, she can be quite ferocious. I would not want to kind of get in the way of her reaching her cubs. In Psalm 131 verse 2, the psalmist writes, like a contented child who rests on its mother's lap, I'm your resting child. Again, a maternal image given there. And in the New Testament, in Luke chapter 13, verse 34, we read, So many times I have longed to gather your wayward children, this is speaking to Israel, together around me, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Again, we have another maternal image given of God. And so there's this concept of God as father, but there's this concept of God as parent, the God who is what we need in that moment. Thank you. So last week we saw um, or heard from Jackie about, the, about creation. So this is a slight, slight little tangent as I start. Uh, and I, we were hearing of God as creator, God who created everything. But I believe in that very same story of God as creator, uh, delving into kind of the concept of, of creation and God birthing everything, that we then see the image of God as parent or God as father too. And I believe that in that very story, we can also glimpse that side of his face. So just very briefly, it's in that state, in that place, you've got Holy Spirit hovering on the water. He is ready to do what the Father speaks. He's not kind of sat around just just kind of having a cup of tea and whatever. He is ready and waiting to enact what it is that the Father is ready to birth. And so the father kind of has already impregnated the atmosphere as such by preparing it, preparing um, the situation for what is about to happen. And then creation is birthed by his word. And we know Jesus to be the word. But the word, I believe, there is released 
as a seed. It's, it's a seed that comes into a situation to allow the atmosphere of the kingdom of God to be birthed, to allow the kingdom of heaven to come and his will on earth as, in, as it is in heaven. And we've already heard in the prayers this morning, we've already sung it, the Lord's Prayer, his kingdom, heaven on earth. And what his word can do is release um, to impregnate uh, an atmosphere in a situation um, with the possibility of the impossibility. And that is what we see right there at the beginning of creation. Something possible was birthed in a situation of the impossible, where there was no life, life was born. And I believe that is just exactly the same as we are mandated to do as children of God here on earth today. We are called to birth the reality of the kingdom of God in a situation. We are called to speak the word, to release the seed so that God's kingdom, so that God's work can be released. So there's my slight tangent. On to the next slide, Nathan, if possible. So I just want to very quickly run through Scripture for those of you that like to ground it in Scripture. We're going to run through a little bit of the Old Testament and the New Testament to look at the concept of God as Father. So there's just a few verses from the Old Testament that talk about uh, God as Father. I'm just going to read us a couple. These are all taken from the English Standard Version. So the first one, Malachi chapter 2, verse 10, says this, Have we not all one Father? Has not one God created us? Why then are we faithless to one another, profaning the covenant of our fathers? Jeremiah 31 verse 9 reads, With weeping they shall come, and with pleas for mercy I will lead them back. I will make them walk by brooks of water in a straight path, in which they, will, in which they shall not stumble. For I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. But we can also see in the Old Testament the concept of God as father, Uh, from moments when he refers to his children. And this is what the Isaiah verse is talking about. It says, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. Children have I reared and brought up, but they have rebelled against me. And so the very concept of the Father uh, and the Father heart of God is also released through what God says. He talks and refers to himself in that very same way. But the New Testament is also filled with references to God as Father. And a lot of the, the, the occasions and the times that we might read about the Father in the New Testament is taken from a Greek uh, root word for Father, which is pater. And for those of you that might speak a number of European languages, that might ring a, ring a bell uh, where kind of some of those words have come from. And in those instances that we read, we have translated them in the English into kind of a variety of nuances of Father, such as Heavenly Father, or Father of Lights, or Father of the Messiah. And so we see that very same theme run throughout the New Testament. Can we have the next slide, Nathan, please? But there are also three, and only three, references that I could find in the New Testament to a personal name of the Father God. Um, and this is a name that we might commonly know as Abba, or you might have heard that termed as Abba before. And interestingly, there is only one instance in Scripture where it is Jesus saying that. And this is it here in, in Mark fourteen thirty six, uh, which says, He prayed, Abba, my Father, all things are possible for you. Please don't allow me to drink this cup of suffering. Yet what I want is not important. 
for I only desire to fulfill your plan for me. Can I have the next slide, Nathan? Uh, And the other two verses uh, found in the New Testament that also refer to Abba, the first is Romans 8.15, and reading from the ESV it says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 reads this, And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. But the Romans verse, I really love how it is written in a translation called the Passion Translation. Uh, And hopefully it will make sense while I'm reading from this in a second. And it says this, And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned, for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father. And I believe it, that, for me, gives a really beautiful picture of what that uh, term Abba can refer to. It's referring to a really close connection and relationship. Can I have the next slide, Nathan? Oh, not sure how that got in there. I was thinking, if I'm talking about Abba, I kind of have to throw in a photo, don't I? They have absolutely no scriptural um, importance for today, but hey-ho. We like their songs. Maybe. Um, the Passion Translation, though, um, in, its, uh, in its note section when it's talking about the word Abba, it, it says this, and, and this is what I would like to kind of ground us in as we begin thinking about the Father Heart of God today. And it says this, Abba is not a Greek word, but an Aramaic word transliterated into Greek letters. Abba is the Aramaic word for father. Abba is also a word used for devotion, a term of endearment. And this is why some have concluded that Abba could be translated as daddy or papa. And it is hard to imagine a closer relationship to have with God than to call him Abba, our beloved father. And that is the point uh, I really want us to think about this morning, that In the New Testament, we see Jesus use that once, but we see the other writers uh, also use that. So I believe that it's something, it's revealing to us that it's something that's not just for Jesus. It's not just a reserved term for Jesus, a close relationship for Jesus, but it's also something for all of us to have access to as well, that each of us can have a close and personal relationship with God and the Father as well. And they are referring to Israel, but they were referring to all those who are classified, who who come under the covering as children of God, to which we as the church do too. Can I have the next slide, Nathan? We'll get rid of Abba. Um, So in the New Testament, with, with the coming of Jesus, I believe that what Jesus came to do was to reveal the Father. And there's so much of Jesus' life that we can look through that I believe highlight and pinpoint to the very nature of God as Father. So, for example, Jesus came to an orphaned planet. You see that throughout the Old Testament. It's referring to the orphans. It's referring to the, the orphaned nations. He came to an orphan planet to reveal to them that they have a father. 
that they are being adopted into a family. Jesus brought clear revelation to humanity as a whole when he came to, to earth of who the Father is. And I believe that this brings clarity to and an understanding of all that it is that the Old Testament refers to when it is talking about the nature of God, when it's talking about the Father, when it's referring to um, the God who gave birth to you, and it, when it's talking about all those different nuances of God's character. I believe Jesus came and brought revelation to all of that, brought that into perspective. So again, just to ground this understanding and this concept that Jesus came to reveal the Father, Jesus himself says in John chapter 14, verse 9, that whoever has seen me has seen the Father. I don't think that could really be clearer on one level, that if we see Jesus, we see the Father. So if we are looking at Jesus, we are looking at the Father as well. We are seeing the Father's heart revealed. We're seeing his will revealed. I believe Jesus came to reveal something and to unlock an insight into the very nature and character of Father God that I think possibly we can miss sometimes when we're just looking at the Old Testament or we can read stories of Israel and we can see where they missed it, where the other nations missed it. And Jesus brought real clarity to that. And I would also just hasten to add that this is why that Jesus would only do what he saw the Father doing and he would only say what he heard the Father saying because it was all to reveal the very nature of the Father. So if God was doing, or if the Father was doing something else and Jesus was doing something else, that isn't revealing the very nature of God that he came to do. So when he healed blind Bartimaeus, or when he fed the 5,000, or when he forgave the woman caught in adultery, I believe that this was all a release and revelation of the Father's heart and insight into the Father. Can I have the next slide, Nathan? So within Jesus' life on earth, he came uh, in ministry. We saw and read, um, we didn't see, we read um, the stories of how he moved across that area, how he ministered to and loved all those people that he came and encountered. And I believe that as part of that, he came to reveal what this life lived in communion with the Father looked like. So what that means is just that relationship, a life lived listening to, seeing the Father looks like. And I believe he demonstrated this, as I've said, throughout his ministry in how he relied on the Father for everything, how he did what he saw the Father doing and how he listened to what the Father was saying and did that. And I believe part of what we can do in looking at Jesus is to look at the rhythms of his life to reveal something about that relationship with the Father. Where we too can live in intimacy with the creator of the heavens and the earth, the all-knowing one, the all-powerful and all-sufficient. Terms we may have heard, terms that sometimes may feel kind of really lofty, hard to access. And what Jesus does is he reveals the God who is so close closer than our own skin and the very breath that we breathe. And in the rhythms, I believe, that we see Jesus live, rhythms of prayer, praise and thanksgiving, or rhythms of, of being alone with God when he went up the mountain or he took time away from the disciples, rhythms of dwelling in the word, dwelling in the truth of who God is, that we see the very revelation of what a relationship with the Father looks like. 
this is how Jesus went and found what it was that the Father was doing, where he went and heard what it was that the Father was saying. He opened the word, he opened scripture to see and reveal the Father's will. He went and spent time in communion, talking with the Father to hear what the Father was saying. And so I believe that these are rhythms for us today, just as much as it was a rhythm for Jesus. And if Jesus needed to do it, then how much more do we need to, to be in tune with what it is that the Father is saying and the Father is doing? As children of God, I believe we are made in communion, or to be in communion with God, to be in relationship with our Father, watching what he is doing, listening to what he is saying, and following his call. Um, but touching on a couple of bits I have just mentioned in terms of uh, Jesus coming to reveal the Father, I believe that there is more to the person of Jesus than simply revealing to us what a, a life in Jesus' footsteps looked like, what it means to be having that relationship with the Father and Holy Spirit or partnering with him to bring his kingdom to earth. And it's what makes him more than a treasured prophet or a celebrity teacher or simply a good person. And these are all terms that the, the, the world uses to describe Jesus. You hear of people who um, refer to, to Jesus as a good teacher. They liked his way of life, but they wouldn't necessarily attest to him as being um, the way. Because I believe Jesus is more than the model human showing us what that life fully surrendered to God is. Because as well as being fully human, he was also fully God. And this is where I believe we can take um, the notion of, of Jesus revealing the very nature and heart of God the Father. Because he isn't only here to be the human Jesus, he is also here to fully be God in the same moment. And therefore he is revealing the very person and nature of God to us in his very being. Can I have the next two slides, Nathan? And then the next one again. Thank you. So there's a a quote by uh, Bill Johnson that says this. Anything that you think you know about God that you can't find in the person of Jesus, you have a reason to question. Anything that you think you know about God that you can't find in the person of Jesus, you have a reason to question. So therefore, what we think we know of God, I started it by saying, who is God to us? What we think we know of God as Father, if we can't find it in the person of Jesus, then I think we need to be careful about what we are believing and how this is affecting how we perceive God to be. We need to question those concepts. So for example, I hear plenty of people that talk about God being distant, cold, and uninterested. I don't see Jesus doing that. I don't see Jesus living a life that is distant, cold, or uninterested. So therefore, if I believe that, I read the New Testament, read that in Jesus, but I believe that of of God as Father, I've got something wrong, I believe. This is not saying that God has changed, because he is, after all, the unchanging one. But what I, what I am trying to say is that Jesus fully reveals the nature of God and he becomes our lens, if you like, of how we can perceive, uh, interpret and relate to God. 
that as we look to Jesus, as we see him and see his life, we can see the very nature of the Father heart of God. So as I just begin to close, the theme of Father God, as I've already touched on, I believe runs throughout Scripture. I believe we can see that very nature of the closeness of God in the Old Testament just as much as we see it in the New Testament. But just as we can have distorted, I would say, views of who God is because of our own experiences, I believe this can also come with a distortion of how we can read Scripture. Can I have the next slide, Nathan? And I think this picture depicts it quite nicely. That we often read into Scripture based on our own experience rather than read the Word for what it is and allow it to shape our experience. And I don't know about you, but I can often read aspects of the Bible that jar with me or they jar with what I know God to be. So I kind of mentally cut them out and they don't apply anymore. But actually what I believe Jesus comes to do is, is shine that lens on that. That if we are reading uh, scripture without the fullness of who God is in mind, without understanding who Jesus is, I believe we can misunderstand things or we can twist things or we or it can be hard uh, to begin to understand and I'm not saying that Jesus makes everything really easy to understand because there are still difficult bits for us to wrestle with but what I'm saying is those difficult bits we should be going to Jesus with we should be looking at through the lens of Jesus and so oftentimes within the church within the world you see it very much that how we relate to and how we view God as our father or even as a parental figure can be distorted by our own experiences of our own dads, of our own fathers, and we can place that on top of God. But actually what we read in the relationship of Jesus and God the Father is a closeness uh, and a deep relationship that I believe that God is wanting to reveal and unlock for all of us here today. And in Jesus as well, we see God's will on earth as it is in heaven revealed through what he does, revealed through how he is. Uh, And that Jesus' ministry and relationship uh, and how he talked with people came to reveal the very heart of the Father. Ali, can I invite you and the band up? And so with that kind of concept in mind of of who Jesus is as the lens and how he comes to reveal the very heart and nature of God the Father. How is it then that we know what God's will is or what the Father is saying or what his view is on this topic or that topic? Well, I'll say it again. I believe we are to look to Jesus. What does Jesus represent? What does Jesus bring? What kingdom is he representing and carrying with him? And what is he releasing into a situation? What's he doing and what's he saying? And I think these are all good questions for us as we begin to wrestle with or as we begin to think about what it is that God is wanting to do. What is it that God is saying? What is it that Jesus does? What is it that Jesus says? We can look to Jesus as the author and perfecter of our faith. Uh, so in a few minutes, I'm very aware that um, parents, you, you all need to go down and uh, collect your kids. But I really feel that um, 
God is saying and doing things here this morning. So we want to press into that and, and not rush away uh, or, or put a dampener on what I believe God is doing. So what I've sensed him saying this morning uh, on the nature and heart of the, of the Father, revealing the Father heart of God, is I believe that for some of us here this morning, that God is wanting to rewrite our concepts of how we see and view God. I believe he is wanting to change our mindsets of how we perceive him. I also believe that God is wanting to do that with, for some of us of how we read his truth as well. I think there are some of us here that really struggle to go into the word, not because um, we, can't, we struggle with reading or anything like that, but because of, of how we relate to God through the word. And again, I believe that God is wanting to rewrite our mindsets about that this morning. And on top of that, I also believe that God has been saying he wants to bring freedom to religious strongholds and mindsets. Uh, For some of us here this morning, um, that we might be bound in a fear when it comes to navigating the will of God. And I believe God wants to break that fear this morning, that he wants uh, you to enter into a, a, a new aspect of your relationship with him, navigating what it means to be in the will of God. So if any of that resonates uh, with you at all, we would love to pray for you. Uh, Ali and the band will be leading us in a bit of response um, and worship. Um, But I really encourage you uh, and call you to to come forth for prayer. Um, Chris um, and a couple of the other team we can grab uh, who pray with people here um, with the healing hour will be be up the front uh, and really willing to pray with you. So if any of that about the Father heart of God how we view God, how we see his truth, or wanting to be set free from a fear of how we navigate God's will rings true with you. Uh, Do come and pray with us this morning. And in addition to that, if there's anything that you have that you would like prayer, we'd also be willing to pray with you. So Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. And we thank you that Jesus, you came to reveal the heart of the Father, to bring heaven to earth, just as we pray in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, your will be done and your kingdom come. So we give this space to you. We offer up our hearts, our minds, our bodies, that, Father, you may come and have your will with us this morning. Holy Spirit, come.